Hi guys, welcome to the Mindful Loving Project podcast where you will hear the stories of everyday people that have turned their pain into peace, power, and purpose. Get ready to expand your mind, find peace within your struggles, and learn new tools to face life more boldly. We are all in this together. That was the realest. That was the realest sitting with me. That was the realest. That was the realest getting to know me. I've been spending time on my own, wondering what it is I want, breathing in, listening to my heartbeat. Been trying to put down the phone so I can hear my spirit call. Nourishment by silence scoops my heart up once it does fall. I could take every opportunity to hide. I do take them sometimes. I could get lost and never be found but i want me to want me to be around wow so that was the beautiful gabrielle rose who will be discussing today her experience with grieving lost friendships and finding her power and peace through creative expressions bringing her back once again to herself Before we get into this amazing discussion, I just wanted to make a quick but very important announcement about my newly revised six-week digital masterclass called From Pain to Peace, Power and Purpose. Here, I simplify scientifically proven methods in mindfulness, cognitive behavioral strategies, self-compassion combined with spiritual practices and manifestation and inner guidance to address and transform your pain on a mind, body, soul, and energy level. So if you struggle with low to moderate anxiety and depression, as well as low self-esteem, low self-worth, patterns of unhealthy relationships, you have a hard time accepting yourself, loving yourself, or know you want to be and have more, but are just having a hard time getting there, this program is for you. You get weekly video lessons from me, PDFs, worksheets, meditations, visualizations, book recommendations. You get six group coaching calls, Lifetime access to all course material, all for as low as $497 or two monthly payments of $250. So to sign up or learn more, visit the link in my podcast description. Hey, cool dude. Well, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Of course, my pleasure. <laughs> so Thanks. just wanted to let everyone know, Gabby, anyways, we went to grad school together for marriage and family therapy and she was just one of like the coolest people in the program because she just like spoke her truth and was just so real all of the time and um and just so insightful like every time we talk we always have like such insightful conversations oh you know um I really appreciate you saying all that because I feel like, no, seriously, because I feel like I, a lot of, honestly, like nervousness comes up for me when I start to be vulnerable be with people because it mm -hmm. just kind of comes naturally 
And then I'll start doing it. And then I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, maybe I should have not started talking about all those things. Um, But, yeah. And same with, like, the insecurity about, like, speaking. Mm -hmm. The fear of not being right about something. Like, I would just go for it. And then, you know. You know. Yeah. 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 No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, I totally feel you. And it's also, like, when you're put on the spot, too, to, like, be vulnerable it's like oh shit like this isn't really natural anymore now it's like there's like that element to it too right that's so true yes yeah but we're just gonna talk we're just gonna talk normally I feel like I'm oh you know what right when you for the first time is when I heard it just right when you were oh really how about now no okay okay (laughs) sweet cool okay so so yes Gabrielle um welcome and (laughs) so yeah so I know recently we were talking about um obviously this podcast is all about like you know bringing up the painful situation in our lives and kind of talking about how we've found peace with it or uh gotten some empowerment from it or even found purpose from it so I know that you were talking about something that you currently have been struggling with and you have finally found some peace with it. And I think it really could help so many of us because we all struggle with friendships and worrying about what other people think of us and all that stuff. So, Mm. yeah. So please share with us. Yeah. Um, Well, I, okay. So I don't know, approximately eight, probably about eight months ago, like, I had these best friends and we were the like best friends for, I, I would say probably with all of them for about a decade, you know, Mm -hmm. over a decade, I feel like anyway, there was a situation that went down and it was one that, I mean, at the time, I think from my perspective, I, I really didn't understand like what was going on, why, why the situation had gotten so escalated. And it was something that was, you know, simple, but just, one where we were all or not we were all but myself and the others involved just had complete different perspectives and um and and neither one was like bad I don't think at this point is what I realized but at the time I would say I stood really really like strong by what I believe to be the truth at the time what I believe to be just the way I was thinking about the situation, mm-hmm. you could you could say. And um, as a result of that, they all stopped talking to me. And it was something that was quite shocking at first. I I don't know. I I went through I went through a whole grieving process. Like I would say it was a huge loss for me. And that's something I had to realize that's what was going on. You know, having this these people who were just like the closest people to you. I mean, yeah. they were closer than like my siblings were to me. At the yeah. time, obviously, I love my siblings very much, but we spent all of our time together. We, I mean, celebrated all the holidays together. We were together several times a week, like no doubt. So it was super challenging for me, but I continued to see it as, you know, well, 
initially I was in shock, right? And then I started to really blame myself heavily for the situation. I had some of the worst um, thoughts about myself. Just, I, I was thinking really negatively about who I was, what I had done, my, I, I questioned like who I was at that mm-hmm. point because for the situation to have played out the way it did, I thought I have to be a bad freaking person. Like I have to, there, there must be something about me that I didn't see before. And so that was super difficult mm-hmm. learning because obviously I thought these people know me best. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think what I really went through because at this point, and it feels like it's been a long time, like working through all of this, but I'm realizing that it, the situation really, and I don't know if things are meant to be or not, but if what I, what did come out of this for me, and if it were meant to be, it, it was meant to help me get to know myself better and to understand that there's no one that knows me better than I know me. And sure, I make mistakes. And that's what I came to realize as well was like, okay, So if I really do some good self-reflection, which it took me a while to get to because you have to have some, I feel, um, strength in knowing that you're still a good person even if you fuck up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, totally. You're still a good person and it doesn't take away the fact that you, you bring good into the world and that you are still a genuine person, that you still do know how to love. And that there's no one that knows you better. So no matter what anyone else thinks of you, no matter what anybody else says about you, you have to know you. You have to be, and this was like actually a recent affirmation I kind of came up with. Mm. was like, I am my own grown up. And I have to realize that because sure, I'm a grown up. I've been an adult for a while now, but it, I think it really took some time through those early adulthood years to realize, like, I am my own grown-up. I do need to be my own protector. And no one else, I can't rely on other people who, you know, loved ones as well, to validate me. I have to be the one to do that for myself. And I, like, seriously tell you, that took me a long time to figure out. And it was, I went through some heavy emotions to get Mm. a lot of really having to just face them and not not try to deny them or try to mm, you know continue to fight the fact that I I have a part in everything that happens in my life and in that situation I had a part and so through I think Facing that, accepting that, I was able to wholly accept myself, mm-hmm. to, right? Which led me to be able to have confidence in the fact that I can be my own, my own grown up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And that like, that's such a good point because whether it's your family or your friends, which friends are just like family because we spend more time with our friends sometimes than we do with our own families but and or even just random strangers what we meet that we meet that can affect us but um it's just in it, it's so important to note like how much um like what am I trying to say here like the the importance or the power that we give these people 
right? Like whether they are family or friends or a random stranger, the power that we give them over the way we feel, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so that's crazy and that's absurd, but um, but it's just so it, – it's, it's nice to know that like you – realized that and um yeah that you realized Mm -hmm. that and you kind of took back the power yeah well and it's so interesting too because I feel like there are different periods in your life where you kind of make this realization or have this realization I mean and and then you kind of forget it as you move into the next phase because I think back to myself as like a high schooler. And I think there was a period of time there where I felt as though it didn't matter to me what anyone else thought. I, I thought I knew everything, you know, and maybe that's just something that you go through at that age. But I feel like there were definitely periods of time in my life where I felt really at peace and then kind of lost it and then had to build back up. And I mean, in just for the sake of, you know, moving from one stage of life to the other, but then of course, when big situations like this happen, you know, where Mm -hmm. it's something especially painful that just, yeah, I mean, I think you have to just choose which direction it's going to take you in. And it got to a point where I just had to choose the direction of healing. Yeah. And totally. And also like the, you know, the guilt that comes from it, the shame that comes from it and all of those negative feelings that come from it. And, uh, you know, realizing like, Hey, I don't need to feel this way, you know? And, um, and just realizing that, yeah, like you also have your part and you also, you know, can take responsibility, but you also have to respect and honor your feelings and set boundaries and know when, Hey, like this doesn't feel good. These people, this no longer serves me anymore, you know? And I have to respect that and listen to myself and, create that space which is really hard to do sometimes right yeah I mean I think it um one of the things that like comes up for me is something that my husband kept telling me which was like don't let people rent space in your head like that and I've heard it before but it was such a good reminder because it's like that's my yeah that's my space I'm the only one who's gonna live my entire life with me every second yeah so I as you know, if that's the truth, then I need to figure out how to make peace here, you know? Yeah, I love that. That was those are great words from Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my boyfriend says the same things too, and I'm like, God, I wish that I could like like I wish I could remember that. It it sounds so great when you say that, but like yeah. Right. It's it is. It's difficult to remember. And I feel like it's just a pattern. It's just a habit that yeah. developed or a lot of people have developed to to look out outside of themselves for that validation or for, I mean, obviously we want to be loved, of course, that's important, mm-hmm. but yeah, other people, you know, showing you that they care about you because people might love and care about you, but not, not really even be in a position to show that to you mm-hmm. and so understanding that and then trying to be the, be the person to fulfill that for myself. Right. And if you don't mind me asking, like, what were some of, you know, those thoughts that came to you um, that were kind of bombarding you when it was towards the end of your friendship with them? Like, what were some of the signals of like, okay, this isn't, 
this friendship isn't going to last any much longer? Um, the communication just went sour. Um, I mean, for one, there wasn't communication. Um, I tried reaching out and there was like very limited communication coming back or it would take a while, like long periods of time. It would be a week, then weeks between, you know, me trying to reach out and then getting a response. And so, I mean, there was that. And then there was at the very beginning of the conflict was just the 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 communication was just really hostile you know Mm, and mm -hmm. and like the one thing that I do notice because I I claimed at the time like oh I wasn't yelling I wasn't being hostile but I I can definitely say that I wasn't being genuine and I think that came off as you know obviously not me like there was something else behind what I was communicating as well that so that's just part yeah. of me kind of looking back, reflecting and realizing my part, you know, but so mm-hmm. because of that, because there wasn't genuine communication, there was hostile communication and then there just wasn't any, it was, it was apparent like, yeah, oh, this is, this is not going well. <laughs> yeah. 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 That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Yeah. And so like what was kind of the next step after that in terms of, um, you know, once you felt that, what were, what was the next step that you took in order to address? So, because that's really hard to like address that kind of stuff, you know, like be honest, like I was obsessing over it. Like I was thinking about it every single day. That's like me. That's like me too. Mm -hmm. I was so anxious. Like there were days where I was like, my stomach was hurting. I couldn't focus at work. Like it was rough and um, it got to the point where I was like constantly checking my phone to see if someone was going to say something, call me back, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so finally I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to block all the numbers and not have to care whether or not they respond. And did that help or no? Honestly, it really did. It did. Oh, okay. okay. So it, it did help. Um, but it, But then – Later, I kind of realized it was just kind of a Band-Aid because, okay, so then later, way later in the game, I was processing this with my therapist and what, bless her heart, by the way, I mm-hmm. love how this woman will like validate me and empathize and all of that, but she'll also challenge me, which I totally yeah. appreciate because I feel like that's needed sometimes, but definitely me, you know, well, number one was what accountability do I take in a situation? And that really got me thinking. And then the other one was highlighting the fact that by blocking them, I was just engaging in emotional cutoff, which was something that really resonated for me because I was like, oh, yeah, I did study that thing. Yes, I remember that. Relationships. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And, it, and then that's when it really hit me like, dang, this is not this is not necessarily what's going to help me heal from it. Like it did help mm-hmm. in the meantime as a Band-Aid, like I said, but. Overall, I, and this was like fairly recent that I kind of was starting to make all these discoveries, you know? So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, just kind of thinking about all those things has really, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's really helped because I think about where I was, I was feeling just, uh, 
so depressed like I was mm-hmm. depressed I mean mm-hmm. I didn't there were days where I would just cry and yeah. Well, it's a grieving process. I mean, it really, really is. You're losing something that was a part of your life. So it's, you're going to go through those, that cycle of, mm-hmm. you know, anger and sadness and numbness and, you know. This was all around the holidays to talk about. Oh, God. Yeah. It was like right before Thanksgiving and holidays were our thing and then it just wasn't it was just and then it just became you know my thing well mine and my husband's after that but and that was something else I had to kind of lean on as well was all right it's time to really focus on this you know my relationship with him right things that are working in your life right right. yeah and and that was so hard because I didn't I was so nervous because I felt like I didn't know how to make friends it had been so long I, we met in high school. I'm all, how do you make friends? When you're oh, yeah. Eight? Oh, girl, I'm still oh. learning. <laughs> right? I'm all, uh, this is weird. Like, I do, yeah. I, I do, I, I don't know. Is this, like, yeah. dating? Because I don't know how to do that either. What? So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was really tough. I was, I, sometimes I would kind of break down, like, I don't know who to call when I'm feeling, mm. you know, these whatever feelings would come up for me over, or if, even if I was excited about something, I wanted to share it, I'm who do I call? Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, fortunately, I have a- an awesome family. Like my mom is yeah. fantastic, and my sister- you do. Your family is so freaking cool, by They're- the way. <laughs> Thank you. They, I'm so fortunate to have them as my family. So yeah, and crazy supportive. I mean, especially my mom and my sisters. I mean, my yeah, my my dad too, but no, but especially them. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I was lucky enough to have that. So I yeah. can only imagine not having a support system within my family. That would have just been hell, I think, for me. But I did start to just learn how to um, – I mean, I had other friends. I mean, some of them were acquaintances that I started to just decide, well, if we vibe, let's be – you know, let's right. – to this person you know Uh, right I'm gonna make more of an effort in these relationships with with people who were like right under my nose I mean yeah I made four like really great friends just at work even and so that has been the coolest thing ever developing those friendships developing you know another friendship that I've had since I was in high school others that I've made in college you know things like that and then spending time with family has been helpful as well but Totally, totally. And like, you know, I mean, there's some people that, you know, kind of stay alone for a really long time. And so like, did you, were you kind of, how long were you, did you have that period of, you know, Mm -hmm. just being by yourself until you started to make the effort of? Yeah, I would say yes. Um, I mean, there were, I mean, other people that I had kept in contact with over the years and kind of gotten together with every couple months or whatever Mm -hmm. I together with them but other than that I was yeah I was home alone a lot and I honestly think it was such a good thing for me because started to yeah when you're alone man that's when you that's when you really get to know yourself and I yes especially if you're doing something to um just get in touch with yourself because I one one of the habits that I'm trying to break is just coming home, sitting on the couch and watching 
TV or mm-hmm. whatever. Which is so easy to do when you're married or in a relationship, oh right? Beautiful. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Oh, well, I mean, actually, I'll just like literally come home and do that alone because he works until. Oh, he works until, like, <laughs> you're like, yeah. even worse. Okay? Yeah. So you're just doing that by yourself. I mean, gotcha. I have a cat, so I come yeah. with my cat. Okay, so then, you're not technically okay, alone. I, I'm trying to change that habit, no. which is a little bit. Um, but that's I that, I did a lot of that, and yeah. until I realized, like, okay, I feel like it's good for me to be alone right now. It's good for me to, um, not try to hide from my feelings, but I need to do something helpful with them. Something mm. to, I need to be able to, um process my feelings through some kind of creative outlet and uh and that's why that's why I started writing the songs that I started mm-hmm. and stuff but I had I hadn't written songs in like I, I don't know ten, probably in over 10 years I'm guessing I mean except for one song and one rap I wrote a long time ago that I forgot but um, I had written one other song in that span of time. but uh, Wow. In 10 years. Yes. I'm telling you, I just went, I was in school. Go, go, go. I, I mean, I was, right. I was uh, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I just, wow. There are things I wasn't, I wasn't doing that for a very long time, which is wild because when I was a kid that I did so much of it. I spent wow songs. Um, yeah, it was a big part of my life writing and drawing. I mean, yeah, writing songs and drawing. That was a big thing for me, which is like such a soulful, like those are such soulful activities. And it's interesting because it took you to be by yourself, right? It took you to like separate from people and, uh, like, you know, uh, being social, I guess, for you to be by yourself in order to kind of connect back to you. And your soul, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to. I'm not. You have to. I. I felt that it was really necessary for me to just be in silence sometimes, just to be yeah. with myself. And um, I do that in the car a lot. Like I won't put music on all the time when I drive, and I'll end up just kind of singing and write, like starting to write a song while I'm in the car. And then I'll get to my destination. I'll write it in my phone or whatever. I'll try to record it on my, um, on my video camera or whatever to, to save it. But that's where I feel the creativity comes out because Mm. you're, you're able to be, you're able to hear yourself. You're away from the noise of the world of all the outside opinions and thoughts and feelings. And you're just, you just hear yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when you do, um, you know, when you do express yourself artistically like that, what kind of feelings come up for you? How does it make you feel? Like, have you felt like that has been an empowering outlet for you? That's such a good question. So one of the first, um, yeah, one of the first songs I wrote after everything happened when I was um, I sobbed my eyes out while I wrote that song. I cried so hard. Um, 
I was literally like gasping in between lines as I was writing it. And I finished it. I wrote the whole song, even though it was, you know, it brought up a lot of sadness. I mean, yeah, a shaky kind of sadness. It was, it was wow, super emotional. And then I basically just kept singing it. I sing it all the time. I'd sing it when I got home from work. I'd sing it in the shower. I'd sing it in the car. I just sing it all the time until, I mean, it wasn't too long after that I was singing it and I wasn't crying while I was singing it. Maybe I'd cry a little after. Maybe I'd be choked up while I was singing it. And then it mm-hmm. got, I could just sing it and it didn't, it didn't make me feel that way anymore. I just felt like, oh, that's that song I wrote, you know? And now it's at the point where I might go to sing it and then I'll start and I'll I'll decide to sing something else because I just don't. Wow. It's like you finished that healing process. Like right. That was like. Right. Through yeah. singing it over and over again. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Because then what happened is then I wrote new songs about new experiences. And so those are fresher for me. And so I stopped. Or I sing the old ones less and I sing the new ones more. And I feel like that just kind of, I don't know, it's a good representation of just how life is, you know, as things, as time passes, things just become less relevant. And that's an important thing, I think, to remember in the healing process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, for the people that are listening, go to Gabby's uh, Instagram account. It's, is it just sugar? Sugar for the Psyche? Yeah, Sugar for the Psyche. Sugar for the Psyche. And you can hear her sing because she's always posting her singing and it's really pretty and cool. Like the fact that you just do that. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) No, and I would have not had the courage to do that in the past. I don't even know. Really? You wouldn't? I feel like you would though. Like that's a thing. Yeah. Well, okay. So I remember what what happened. So I – I had started writing songs and then because my, my birthday is February, February 1st. And so, you know, this had all been going on for a couple of months. So I'd started singing a lot more and my mom was dating this guy at the time and we went to an open mic and it was on my birthday. Actually, it was at a, at a winery. I forgot where it was, but um, a cool little place. And when I got there, they told me that they had signed me up to sing that he had actually signed up and then I was going to sing after him. And I was like, Oh, Oh my God. I had never done anything like that before, but I had always wanted to. I just, I just never like got out there to do it. And so that was my chance. And I went up and it was so amazing. Like, um, I didn't expect it to happen, but as I was singing, the whole place went silent and it was really busy and chattery and all that. And it, everyone went quiet and my mom's like over in the corner and she's like crying and my my husband, he was like videotaping me and it was just like the coolest thing ever. And after that, and people were complimenting me and stuff. I, I really hadn't gotten a reaction like that from people, anyone before singing because I just grew up singing with my dad because he plays guitar. Mm -hmm. let's do our thing together and it was really just family who that's those are the only people who really ever heard us you know right and um yeah I just didn't I just didn't ever have an opportunity to get a reaction like that so it kind of just led me to feel more confident Mm -hmm. yeah that that led me on the basically on the journey I am now where I am writing Mm -hmm. pairing them and um yeah 
Yeah, it's beautiful. So do you feel like, so because you had this outlet through singing, because there's a lot of people that haven't found their outlet yet, you know, so they're kind of just stuck in these unhealthy habits of, you know, maybe just, who knows, drinking or watching TV all day or whatever it is. And because they just haven't found something that is able that they're able to express themselves and let go of that energy because it's just a bunch of energy that wants to be released. So you do it vocally and um but that's something that you you found interest in and you had a passion for when you were younger. So you knew right. it just kind of naturally came out for you and right. um that's how you knew. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Mm-hmm. And um yeah. And so like now, how do you feel and how long has it been since you've stopped talking to your friends and kind of okay. ended that? Mm-hmm. It has been okay. So that happened about, I don't know, probably the third, second or third week of November of last year. So eight, like, what is that? Nine months actually. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been about nine months, I would say. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, time goes by so fast and how do you feel now like feel, do you feel better that they're uh, not in your lives even though that sounds really bad like no, to have to say that but it doesn't it doesn't because the truth is they 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 might feel better without me in their life and that would be okay mm. if that were the case then I don't have any problem not being in their life like it's I one of the things I I've been really realizing on this journey is that our our lives are our own lives and everyone else's lives they're their own lives and we we can't be responsible for one another's feelings or thoughts or actions we can we can really only be responsible for ours so we shouldn't have to um I don't know dictate what other people do based on what we feel you know because Mm. feel better for you to be my friend then we should figure this out. No, like it's not their responsibility to make me feel better about the situation. Just like it wouldn't be my responsibility to make anyone else feel better about the situation. It, it, the, the processing of that for each of us belongs to each of us separately, you know? Yes. So I think that is <clears throat> one of the biggest things that I've had to learn because honestly, and I thought about this, it's so funny. When, when we were in grad school learning about enmeshed relations uh relationships I thought wow I feel like me and my friends are in an enmeshed like family dynamic that's Mm -hmm. felt like and I can't even really pinpoint exactly what it was but I I there was I remember that coming up for me and um and that's how it kind of felt at the end for me too it just like you know, if you weren't a part of the group mentality, if you didn't agree with what the group agreed with, you were ruining the group. Mm. Like, why is the group more important than each of us as individual people? And if there's differing perspectives. So that was, you know, some of what I went, you know, some of what yes. I. Yes. Yes. Gabby, that's so interesting. Cause like, I actually thought about that the other day 
actually I've thought about it on several occasions but like I could never I was so glad that the group that I hung out with in high school like we were all just like individuals the I mean we had a lot in common but most of it was just like we hate high school and we don't want to be here like that was like right you know but like I, I saw other groups like the cool groups and other more like clicky more enmeshed groups that um and I just felt like, no, like if I know that if I join their group or if I hang out with them, I'm going to have to abide by the rules of that group. Like you could I, just tell from the energy of that group that, that, yes, there's a set of rules within a group. Like, yes, I mean, even if it's just it's just expectations and obligations, you know, what yes. To yeah. What am you know, what expectations am I supposed to be fulfilling here? And um and that's not to say that that isn't important on some level in a friendship. Sure. I mean, there is a give and take and there is, you know, you do have to show up for people and whatnot if you want to maintain a relationship. But I think that it can kind of get to an extreme level when you get to a point where um, you're, you're that, 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 that close. I mean, to the point where someone might claim that they know you. Mm. I feel like. That's enmeshment. Yes, totally. Yeah. 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 And that can get really confusing and icky Mm -hmm. and yeah, which it sounds like that's exactly what happened. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's good. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I think these conversations about friendships are so important, you know, because people need to, I feel like we stay in these stagnant and even toxic relationships and friendships for longer than we have to because we feel obligated or we feel a responsibility or it's just been, we've been together for 10 years or 20 years. But if it doesn't make you feel good, if it's not working anymore, then, you know, make space. Like your husband said, like, you got to make some space in your you know, in your life mm-hmm. for better things to come in for things that actually nourish you and empower you. And it seems like, you know, you're singing again and well, great things came out of you making that decision. That was probably pretty scary for you at the time. Oh my gosh. It, it was, it was really scary, you know? Um, and so many feelings, the depression there was, I was so angry at times. I was so mad. I mean, um, just a lot, but yeah. Um, the beauty in it, though, is it it did lead me into this, you know, new stage of my life where I'm. Yeah. Where are you at right now? Right? Like, tell tell us. Well, what's this beautiful stage? Uh, I'm just <laughs> that um, I I do have the capability to make friends and create um, really meaningful relationships with people, not just like you know we're cool on the surface, but like really you know, I think powerful friendships developing right now, mm-hmm. which is fantastic, you know? And, um, I, I mean, I'm, because I've been writing those songs and whatnot, I sing the song that I sang at that wedding or that wedding, my wedding. Yeah. yeah that, your wedding. That wedding. <laughs> my wedding. Um, which was beautiful. Holy moly. I was like, you. where am I right now? <laughs> um, yeah, so I wrote that for for Kenny, and uh, I, and yeah, I mean, you know this, but this was the 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 person who married us was our drama teacher from mm-hmm. from high school, and yeah, he was actually the one who really got us 
really started on, on, on our writing. And I mean, definitely Kenny has never stopped writing. Um, but, and I mean, I did and I'm writing now, but neither of us have ever like pursued anything bigger with it, which is, I think something he's always really wanted for us to do. Um, because we were so passionate about it. So anyway, after being there and hearing the song that I sang, um, I, I think it, before that he had already asked Kenny to collaborate with him on a play that he's writing because he's he writes original work for the high school that he teaches at. Mm-hmm. And um, Kenny and I actually, the way we met back in the day was in drama and each of us our senior year had written and directed a a main stage play so we were super into it and then just you know hadn't done it for a very long time so after the wedding after hearing the song he also asked um for me to participate and write songs so that we could make it a musical and so that's something that we are currently working on we're actually so cool yeah we yeah first read through actually last night we just gotta um add some things in and have basically a final draft by the end of the week Mm -hmm. so yeah I mean these are some of the things that I've been really I felt like something had been missing for me for a while and I didn't know what it was I felt like there was something I should be doing and I couldn't figure it out and so I felt like crap and then just little by little, as I started to work through all of the pain that I was having by really facing it. And I think in a lot of different ways, kind of exploring my own philosophical standpoint, my own perspective on on life, my own, the way I use my self-talk to, you know, get mm-hmm. what is my truth. Um all of those things are now leading me in the direction of doing the thing that I didn't realize I was missing, which was writing, um, collaborating on projects like this. Um, mm-hmm. but my, what my goal is, and when I created the, the Sugar for the Psyche Instagram, what I had in mind was really connecting with people on issues of mental health through art. And for me, it's drawing little pictures and writing poetry and writing songs and singing it and sharing those songs. Um, Mm, I love that. I love that. I love that you're like, you know, it's coming from the heart and it's coming from some, something that you believe in and want to share. Yeah. 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 And, and really with the intention of, of being able to move into a place where I'm able to do community outreach and, Mm -hmm. I'm able to take the things that I'm learning about, that I'm sharing about, and really teach them in a way that is helpful. And so uh, one of the other things that I started to create was this arts and mental health workshop. Um, And I want to do it for high schoolers because I think it's so relevant right now to help high schoolers explore how they might use art in whatever form as an outlet for the feelings that are coming up for them as a way to process the stressors in their life and all of mm-hmm. and, and as a way to really normalize the fact that mental health is, is an issue there. It's something that we all on some level are um, struggling with yes. in our lives, maybe not all the time and maybe not to a severe level, but on some level. And mm-hmm. I think that if that that were something, and that's why this project is so important to me, if 
that were something that were really valued and, and, and discussed and in school settings, I just think it would make all the difference in the world um, <laughs> for the way people interact with each other, the way they work with each other, the way they move into the world and, and exist with one another. I just, yeah. So these are all, I, I guess, just the discoveries that I've made, the things that I've decided to, um, the things that have basically come from, from the pain, from all the, the loss and necessity to uh, work through it. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. That's so awesome. That is so, so awesome. And so, I mean, well, thank you so much for, for sharing your story with us. And if there's anything, any last words, any words of wisdom or, um, that you, you know, want to share with the audience in terms of their own journey. And if they are in the same position of, you know, feeling like they have these stagnant or toxic relationships, mm -hmm. uh, what would you recommend? What's, uh, uh anything? <laughs> yeah, I guess I would, I would really recommend, um, to trust yourself and to know that it's okay if there's times that you don't, and it's okay if there's times that you're afraid. Um, and to remember that the fear is only, is only blocking you because there's a part of you that, that doesn't want to fail, that doesn't want to know <laughs> mm. if you, if you can't, if you can't cope, but if you trust in yourself, you're going to find the way to do it. And mm. with it. Yeah. And even a better way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. Thank you, Gabby. And so if, if they want to find you again, it's um, Sugar for the Psyche and it's spelled, yep. you want to spell it. S-U-G-A-R-F-O-R for, right? For the <laughs> T-A-P-E P-S-Y-C-H-E. Please tell me that's right. Is that right? Okay. I think that's that right, but I'll also add it to the description so people can find it that way too. <laughs> yay well thank you so much again for coming on and um yeah you're always so insightful and wonderful and sweet to listen to so well i really do appreciate it i really appreciate it it feels good to to talk about this to you know share it all yeah nerve yeah first but you know then at the end i'm like all right that was good that was good. yeah felt good <laughs> You're doing good. You're doing good for the world. Thanks, <laughs> Jess. You are too. Thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. I hope that you gained some wisdom from it that you can apply into your own life. If you could please subscribe and leave me a rating or a review, that would mean so much to me. And stay tuned for next time.